Hello, and welcome to People Keep Dying, a podcast where we talk about people who die. I'm your host, Angela. And I'm Stephanie. And this is the second episode of the new year. Yay! Is it the is second it? episode of the it year? It is the second episode of the yeah. new year. Episode yeah. 19! Ooh, we're getting places. Yeah. We're getting um, people commenting not very nice things sometimes. <laughs> And we're um, getting more listeners. I mean, I appreciate yeah, you listening we, to our We should just stories. like straight up say that the thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast belong to solely us. And um, we don't have any advertisers to appease yeah. at the moment. So and, we don't um, care. If we want to be political, uh, we'll be political. And, and that's, if we want to say things that are wrong, I will apologize in following episodes if I said something weird. Yeah. Like if but, I mispronounce everything, which I definitely yeah, like will. If we mispronounce forever. things, people can correct us on that. I yeah. would love to be corrected on my pronunciations of things because I'm sure I, I do not so great stuff. I mean, we but. also cover so many different countries and it's not like it's any of our native languages for any yeah. of these weird you know, like we not try. weird, but different countries. We do the best that we can. Yeah. Um, you should just be happy that we're covering deaths <laughs> from not just the U.S. Where you should just be happy that we're here entertaining you. Yeah. And you shouldn't. Well, no, people need. We should. You I, should be open to criticisms, Angela. <laughs> but anyways, right. my mm, death. <laughs> death <laughs> mm, i don't know i'll call oh, this i don't want to like give it away too soon that's but fine. okay so this is going to be about christine chubuck chubuck C-H-U. i, I want to say chewbacca for some reason. i know that's what i want to say too but christine chubuck was born august 24th 1944 in hudson ohio Ooh. so i don't know if you've heard the story before I mean, but Nothing's maybe, coming. maybe like you'll like hear things and you'll, you'll get there. Go I'm ahead. not always great with like placing mm. names on things, yeah. but like, uh, certain descriptors end up like tanging off my memory a little bit later. Well, like the first couple of information isn't really gonna be helpful until I get to what yeah, happens. Once we get to the nitty gritty, I'll yeah. be like, oh, I know this story. So I'll she had you. two brothers, and from what I've been able to find, a pretty normal upbringing. Like she had both parents, two brothers, whatever. Um, she started a group during her time at Laurel School for Girls, which is a high school, I think, called the Dateless Wonders Knitting Club. <laughs> oh my God. So is, did she go to an all girls school? Yes, she did. She was going to an all girls school, and she started a Dateless Wonders knitters. Knitting Club. This girl. <laughs> She's a 60-year-old, 13-year-old. Yeah, a 14-year-old, like, whatever. Oh, my gosh. She attended Miami University for one year, Endicott College for another, and earned a degree in broadcasting at Boston University in 1965 at age 21. Ooh, that's young. She worked for WVIZ in Cleveland between 1966 and 1967, three months at WQED in Pittsburgh, and four years at a 
as a hospital computer operator and two years with a cable TV firm in Sarasota, Florida. This is like just That's trying to get... That's her fucking resume. Yeah, just, her, just trying to get her resume. her resume out of the way so you could see like she, how she, she progressed. Was popular. Yeah. She was popular. She worked hard. She worked hard. She, she worked well, whatever. She wasn't hopping jobs all over the place. She's she was staying at usually, them for pretty significant time. And then she times. moved around a lot too yeah. to kind of give you an idea of like she didn't stay in just one place but she moved states and everything yeah. else. She went where the story was. Yeah. So she also worked in a traffic department at WTOG in St. Petersburg, Florida, before landing her job at WXLT, which is where she's going to work until she dies. <laughs> for, for the rest of her for life. For the rest of her life, that's where she is. Spoiler, I don't think it's going to be for a significant amount of time. Mm, are you sure? I don't know. <laughs> is it a long time? Does she work there for like 20 years? You'll see. So, oh no! On her I hope it's twenty years and not twenty days. On her spare time, Christine volunteered at the Sarasota Memorial Hospital, giving puppet shows to children with intellectual disabilities. Oh. So it's basically showing off. She's a really well-rounded person. Man, she's, that's not what I'm doing in my spare time. She's she's better. Than she me. wants to give. Yeah, she, yeah, she does more than me because I definitely don't volunteer when I you certainly. Volunteer, you volunteer your time to me. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast that you volunteer your time by doing the social media that's dealing that's doing a puppet show for people with special needs oh my god god just leave it we're gonna be like what are you doing um Um, anyways she was initially hired as a reporter by wxlt tv owner bob nelson but later gave her a community affairs talk show Suncoast Digest, Suncoast Digest, which ran at 9 a.m. So this is like her baby because they started it when she got there. So it was like she's the very first person to do this show. And he said, or the production manager, Gordon J. Acker, described it as it will feature local people and local activities. It will give attention, for instance, to the storefront organizations that are concerned with alcoholics, drug users and other lost segments of the community. Mm-hmm. So she took her job really seriously and she invited local officials to discuss matters of interest in the growing beach community for Sarasota and Bradenton area. Mm-hmm. And during this time, she constantly clashed with studio execs over the airing of fluff pieces instead of real journalism. Yeah. So on the morning of July 15th, 1974, Christine claimed that she want, she had to read a, a newscast to open up Sunco's Digest, which she's never done before. Interesting. Because it confused her coworkers because it's not what she does. Yeah. So during the first eight minutes of her program, Christine covered three national news stories and then a shooting from a previous day at a local restaurant, Beef and Bottle, at the airport. Okay. The film reel of the um, like restaurant shooting jammed and wouldn't run. So Christine shrugged it off and said on camera, in keeping with Channel 40's policy of bringing you the latest in blood and guts and in the living color, you're going to see another first, an attempted suicide. She then, she then drew a 38 caliber Smith & Wesson revolver and shot herself be- behind her right ear what? on live TV. Wh- why? She fell forward violently. And the technical director faded the broadcast rapidly to black. Oh my God! Yeah, I don't think they were they were pressing that no, button fast they enough. Were, they did not expect that. Oh my God! And like it wasn't weird for her to have a purse there because apparently, like she did the puppet shows like at the for yeah. like the hospital, but she also did it on Suncoast Digest sometimes too. So she ha- sometimes had a bag like of puppets. So that's where she pulled the revolver Listen. out of. 
I'm looking at three pages here. That's not the whole story. There's so uh, there's, much more happening. There's like, because there's a lot of like questions of why does she do it, right? Yeah. And that's where, okay, that's where it's so going to come from. Do we find out why or is it just a bunch of theories? It's all speculation. It's all speculation. Because she didn't leave a note, really. Oh, my God. This is... So how long did she like work? How long was she running? Was she doing the show? I think, let's see, 74... And I think it was about four years. So four years, yeah. like four years, she came on every single day and did something. And then two to four years. I don't know. Wow. But yeah, it's crazy. It's basically like she just committed suicide on live TV. That's attempted suicide on well, live TV. Well, now it's suicide because she, yeah. she definitely died. Because she completed, she completed her suicide. The station ran a standard public service announcement and then a movie because... Everything. Yeah, they didn't know what to do. What they are you didn't supposed know how to much, do? This they is didn't know how much ever. time it was going to take. Some well, of the viewers did the play. Some of the viewers called the police, while others called the station to see if the shooting was staged. Because that's what you would think. You see a person kill themselves on live TV, you're like, is that a joke? Is that yeah. real? Is it shock value? Yeah. But wow. Christine was taken to Sarasota Memorial Hospital, where she was pronounced dead 14 hours later, making this the first suicide of live television. Jesus Christ. After the shooting, news director Mike Simmons found the papers for which Christine had been reading from during the newscast. Yeah. It contained not only the shooting, but also a third person account to be read by whichever staff member took over the broadcast after the incident. She wrote that? She wrote that. Okay. She had written something like TV 40 news personality Christine Chubuck shot herself in a live broadcast this morning on Channel 40 talk program. She was rushed to the Sarasota Memorial Hospital where she remains in critical condition. So it's speculated that because of this, she didn't think her actions would actually lead to her immediate death. Yes. Yeah. In critical condition, yeah. not Yeah, she thought that dead. she was going to be able to survive. Yeah. Uh, okay. So she was cremated in a funeral was held at a beach and her ashes were scattered in the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, nice. But after the suicide, sure. a lot of Christine's inner turmoils became like began to come into light and yeah. that's where like it's kind of their speculation is a little bit like weird because i found a lot of my own like feelings that she did and mm -hmm. so i was like kind did, of did she keep like diaries and stuff like no that? but i mean it was just like what her what everyone else said about her oh, okay. so it's, <sighs> it's, See, it's one of those I don't like that because it's what other people's perception of her was and then it's also like unless she was being honest with these people they probably didn't really know what was going on but yeah. i don't know so let's let's go through this so christine had struggled with depression and suicidal tendencies as she had previously attempted to overdose on drugs in 1970 and frequently made references to the event that was for 1970 mm. was only four years previous i thought it was in 1984 1974 okay 1974 yeah. okay so you know she did have some she was depressed yeah. Yeah. and that was like a recurring theme throughout all of this she was very depressed okay. the station management was not aware of her past suicide attempt as it was feared she would be fired for it and during the 70s i can totally see that yeah because you don't yeah her mother, her mother would go on to say her suicide was simply because her personal life was not enough, which is what every fucking mom I see, I think would say, right? Her personal life wasn't enough. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of people commit suicide because of their personal life and it's not because of their personal life. It's because of their work life. It's a very specific personal life situation though. Yeah. The oh. speculated force behind her depression boyfriend? was the fact that she didn't have a boyfriend. 
She had never been on more than two dates with a man. <sighs> and her brother, Greg, recalled that she had gone out with a man before moving to Sarasota, but had trouble connecting socially in the beach town. So after she moved okay. to Sarasota, like she just had a problem like meeting people, even making friends and everything That's so else. interesting because she's in like she's in the media news yeah and in the media so she's, you think that she would she's have intelligent people. she's pretty she's yeah. everything she has everything you think that she would have like a whole swarm of people being like hey come date my son yeah but she I didn't have, i have a friend for you 70s was a rough time too they didn't have the internet back then no he had also mentioned that she had only been on two serious relationships one when she was a teenager and with a man in his 20s who died that's not a serious relationship who died in a car accident oh she lived with some grief of that and the second was a jewish man she was pressured to break it off with since her father was like you shouldn't date a jewish man why shouldn't she date it's probably like a religious thing i like, hear it sometimes where like christians want christians to date christians and jewish and jewish people jews. jewish yeah it's not like a anti-semitic thing it's more just like a you should date your own religion thing because it's okay. easier for whatever that's that's what i'm understanding about it okay. hopefully hopefully that's what it means yeah no, i'm not gonna go directly hopefully to her end. parents weren't, weren't nazis yeah i'm not gonna like, go directly yeah. to that i'm hoping it's just like a religious like yeah because yeah. i see like you see it all the time in like tv and stuff too joked around so yeah. yeah i wonder how if if but it it is not an unfair statement to make that a woman in the 70s in media would not have been sexually assaulted or would have been sexually assaulted and i wonder if her apprehension to these relationships and stuff like that is because maybe somewhere there there was like some sort of assault somewhere maybe or, or maybe abuse. she just like maybe it was because like she was pretty but she wasn't like she was like dark haired really thin kind of pretty she wasn't like you know the standard, bubbly yeah, standard, the standard 70s blonde. pretty yeah so maybe like she didn't maybe she got less attention because of it mm -hmm. and because of her attitude no one really you know like sometimes yeah. if you act that way it's also because you don't want that kind of attention but yeah yeah so there was an article written by Christine about Christine by Sally Quinn on the Washington Post claiming that she had a crush on her coworker George Peter Ryan. Okay. It wasn't I couldn't find anywhere else that said that this happened, but it was like I guess a story to go with. So she had baked him a cake for his birthday and was crushed when she found out that he was involved with sports reporter Andrea Kirby. But this is all hearsay, right? Or yeah. Like this is all hearsay. Well, the cake um being baked for him is yeah, probably but real mean, like, and it's probably true that she had a crush on him but i don't know if like that would be oh, the well. only reason why she would kill herself yeah yeah I mean, it's just a speculation but mm -hmm. andrea the girl who's dating him happened to also be the only person like the, the closest person to her like um all of her co-workers were kind of she was distant with them but with andrea she was a lot closer and she was heartbroken when she found out that andrea got a new job in baltimore so she was upset that the guy was dating her friend. But then she was then also upset to find out she's losing her, her friends. She's losing her friend, too, which, because she's moving. I mean, the, the two, the the article, I think, is a fluff piece. It is a fluff piece. But and it's it was, total garbage yeah. because, like, she's not going to be upset about the dude and because her friend's leaving. Because if her friend leaves, then she gets the fucking dude. The reason why I talk about that, though, is because there have been two movies released about her and they 
kind of used one of the movies revolved around this whole oh, situation okay. so the friend leaving yeah and a friend and that then also the crush on the guy blame the friend yeah oh. she also but this is actually the most valid reason as to why i think she was the most depressed it makes sense to me mm-hmm. she also had her right ovary removed in an operation a year before and was told that if she didn't become pregnant within two to three years it was unlikely she would ever be able to conceive yeah and i can see that leading yep. to a very dark area especially if you ever want 100%, children 100 percent. and i think that was probably and it, if you if you have a crush on someone and you think it's going to go somewhere and it crushes you and you at this point you don't think you're going to meet anyone else it's just it's i get it such a dramatic like i wonder if it was almost like her ploy to get pregnant not to get pregnant but to be like to see if someone if that that person cared about her like yeah he'll show up and he'll nurse me back to health and then he'll fall in love with me because it clearly wasn't her plan to to die no so maybe but i mean who knows right Mm -hmm. so years later greg her brother would recall that she displayed many symptoms of bipolar disorder which was generally not recognized in the psychiatric community at the time yep and so it does sound like she just yeah had a lot of mental health issues like because that's what i was gonna say because it sounds a lot like a mental health issue because it's it is a it is an extreme action for you to go on to live tv and then attempt suicide and to like and no she knew what she was doing she like thought that through because she wrote her thing afterwards too of what people are going to say after they yeah she she was on a high man she was she was out so she probably thought that like things were going to turn out differently. Yes. I think I was pretty sure, I'm pretty sure she didn't mean for it to be a suicide. I mean, it's a speculation on my part, but I don't think she thought she was going to die. Because she said an attempted suicide. Yes. Because if you were, if you were showing up to actually kill yourself, she would have said, you're about to see the first suicide ever performed on live yes. TV. And you wouldn't she, say critical condition. You yeah. would say dead. Yeah. Yeah. She, she like didn't think that she would die. No. I think that it was like a unidentified like mental disorder. Like she was yeah. bipolar. She was on a high, and then that's yeah. yeah and it's, it was unfortunate. Ooh. Her show would go on without her, as Sun Coast Digest would air for several years with new hosts. This really kind of like made me mad. But Mike, the station director, said her suicide was unrelated to the station, and said in a madding, oversimplistic way. The crux of the situation was that she was a 29-year-old girl who wanted to be married and who wasn't. And I feel like that's so downplaying her as yeah. a person, like everything else. And I really just hated the fact that that's what he said. Yeah. I mean, I get that it was the 70s. It was a different time. And it was just easier to and say. Women are yeah. less than. But I mean, it just, it's so maddening when I read it. And I was just like, that's ridiculous. Because it basically like... It's like it doesn't matter what else she achieved or whatever. No, she it was, was because just, she was single. Here's some sad little woman that just killed herself because, because she couldn't she, get a man. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. That's what she wanted, and it's just like that's that's shit. It was also mentioned. Fuck you, Mike. It was also mentioned like in the article. I, I guess I didn't write it down, but it was also mentioned in like Wikipedia and other articles that she was um, a virgin still too. So you know, I get that because it's like. I, you know, met Nick when I was 23 mm-hmm. and I didn't, I wasn't in any serious relationship. I had like one boyfriend who, who was, cares? Yeah. But Virginity, I mean, like, but I mean, like I got to that place where I got to a really dark place of like 
am I going to just be alone? Does no one love me? Am I so disgusting? All, that no, one, yeah. I mean, we all do. I mean, and I, I think have like, too. Yeah. And I think like, if you combine that with a mental disorder, that's undiagnosed and let yeah. just go rampant, you can, this is what it can lead to. No, for sure. Yeah. Especially like if it was a situation where she did was spurned or like, who knows? It's interesting that they weren't able to find any more information she, because I sort of look at it like if she... I'm surprised like, she didn't write any diaries or maybe she did write diaries and her mom and her brother not, were like, no. I was just about to say, why didn't they go through her computer and look at like her Google searches? <laughs> no. Like, so... Because yeah. she would have had to have done some sort of research. I imagine she would have done some sort of research because she, because she pointed it behind her ear. Yeah. But maybe like, like I'm just I'm trying to think like maybe she talked to someone like because you know how she talked to local officials yeah. and stuff and maybe she talked to them previously so she had all that information beforehand from yeah. previous stories. Plus she also was a journalist and yeah. and, and a reporter so and it's, stuff it, like that. It's not so weird probably, for her to look up that kind of stuff no. either because she is a journalist. No, it's um. So the only surviving tape of the suicide was found in the possession of station owner Robert Nelson. And his widow found it in his belongings and confirmed it in June 2016. It's never been released. Uh, and they will never release she that. She handed over to a very large law firm for safekeeping and has no plans of ever making it publicly available. Why not just destroy it? I don't know. But Greg gave an interview saying the same thing of like, it's we gave it to a big law firm. We're going to make sure it never gets out. I'm not sure why they don't, don't destroy yeah. it. Maybe they like it's to preserve something. Who knows? But they just said like they're never gonna give it away. So like, why not just destroy it? Why Maybe. why have it in the hands of anybody? Maybe just like I guess like. I don't really know what her family would be thinking, but maybe it's like the last thing of hers. Even if you can't watch it, it's just the last reminder of her. They have yeah. who knows. But 2016 was also the year that there was revived interest in Christine because for a long time, no one really cared or knew about her. It was the seventies. There wasn't internet after she killed herself. Then it's just like other stories small, come it's, out. It's not a big city or a big, city. Yeah. It's not a big station. It's, it's like, like small, like thousands of people might've watched. Yeah. Most. Couple it hundred, a couple yeah. hundred people couple hundred, yeah. had a bad day that day. <laughs> Started so, their morning off a little rough. Like, yeah. With, with a, a bang. Yep. <laughs> So 2016 also came with two different movies about her. It was weird because like the same year. But I always find, I always find 2000 in like the mid uh, 2010s. I found that there was a lot of like obscure movies that were coming up in twos. Yeah. It always seems like it's always like an interest in something like. Cause it's someone else time. also yeah. does yeah so the first one was called christine and that's the one where that's the reason why i talked about george peter ryan was because it, it was starring rebecca hall and michael c hall mm. and it was, seems more about like the unrequited love for george peter ryan and how she basically killed herself because of him <laughs> like i think it was trying to build a story of like yeah oh well you know in, like he's gonna he got promoted and like he's gonna move away and like she's just sad now and whatever yeah. so like it's a over simplistic view of what happened but i understand trying to build a storyline that is the best storyline to choose from out of everything i guess you don't I mean do, it's the best hollywood movie it to is. go with so and michael c hall plays george peter mm, ryan michael c hall he's he's a cutie patootie and then the other movie was called kate plays christine starring Kate Lynn's Shield, which is a documentary style film about an actress 
about the actress Kate preparing to play the role of Christine in a fictitious film. So it's about a girl preparing to play the role of a different girl. And so I didn't watch either of them. But yeah, so this was my story because I didn't want to do a murder for no this week just because no that's really cool um i wish that there was a little bit more i i sort of feel like there i do feel like there might have been maybe there there was diaries or something and just like yeah she's a reporter so she has to have her shit but i mean maybe her stuff was coded and they weren't ever weren't able to un or maybe her like stuff. her brother like maybe there was other stuff that her family like her mom and her brothers didn't There's want like getting family out. secrets because yeah. why is that video at a lawyer's that's really it's too suspicious to me that that video is at a Still, lawyer's place yeah. um because after she found it because one person had it yeah. and then it was probably forgotten about and then the widow found it and then it was confirmed i don't don't know why they needed to confirm it I, that's the same but year the like, movie came out so i think yeah. because of renewed interest in it that's why she confirmed it because they're probably just like does anyone have the video and she's like yeah yeah and they probably wanted the video but it's just like destroy it destroy it so that nobody gets their hands on it because i wouldn't trust it at the lawyer i did hear that it is a big like that's the holy grail for a lot of people who want to own you know like things related to death and stuff it's a holy grail item because there's only one of it too which is it is sick for sure but there are people who are like that someone's gonna try to sell that oh yeah and that's for sure yeah that's gross that could also be it too what if like just in case it's a just in case something bad happens and then well i mean i don't know yeah just in case something bad happens just in case you like find out later that it's worth a ton of money and you need it because you're and I don't, I don't know i don't it's weird there's probably a reason for it if i ever I don't kill get... myself on camera destroy it no one needs to see that ever again after the trial's done um and in this day <laughs> and age uh, it'd be on the internet and you'll never it'll never that's it <laughs> but anyways right. going back to my story <laughs> let's just finish mine off real quick i just wanted to say that i found a lot of in common things with her and like that feeling of feeling depressed mm-hmm. feeling alone feeling unloved and i think that's I a feel universal a lot of people fe- do i feel yeah. like that's a universal feeling yeah um and i think it's because we're brought up like we're most of us are raised with a mother and father and we're we're taught like oh you have to have someone and you're pitched this whole like soulmate idea especially in the in the media and how like you know you gotta find your other person so when you don't find your other person you just feel like you're just gonna die alone and nobody loves you and yeah most of the time you're probably not putting yourself in a position to find the right people and i feel like because with her abrasive attitude it didn't help but i understood that too because i very intimidated very, about yeah. a very strong powerful woman but i also had a very abrasive personality when i was younger i still do now but like way worse when i was younger because i was always so mad mm-hmm. i think and so like i don't know i just felt for her i get it no i totally get it too um i've also baked cakes and done all sorts of stuff for guys that i uh had crushes on and was very upset when they didn't respond yeah the way that i want to but or the write, way that i wanted them but to. did you write notes in your own blood because that's remember like my last no i never <laughs> never written notes in my own blood that is for sure 
Uh, I haven't gone that far. No, I don't even know that's true. Last week, he just said it, but you know, yeah, whatever. She wrote me letters in her, in her own, own blood. blood. That's it's actually next, her period blood. Next level. Oh my god, <laughs> that's so much more. But at least she didn't hurt herself for it. <laughs> so gross. Anyways, so that's okay. Well, uh, this week, um. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about this week. I think you do. You have a story in front of you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I am going to talk about, um, you know what? I'm going to talk about some toxic masculinity today. That's what I'm going to do. Dear YouTube commenter, this one for you. So Albert Guay was born Joseph Albert Guay on September 23rd, 1918 in Quebec, Canada. He was the youngest child of five children and was reportedly extremely spoiled and always expected to get his way like a true little baby. As a young man, he sold watches and jewelry and was a very good salesman. He was, you know, pretty friendly. He was very outgoing. Um, However, when World War II broke, uh, he had to get a job at the Canadian Arsenal Limited in St. Malo, Quebec. He didn't, there wasn't internment camps here. I don't think so. I don't know. That's why I'm asking about Canadians. Because <laughs> I know like like a lot of Asian people had to go to internment camps because they looked like they could be Japanese. So I didn't I know if he had to. I think the United States had internment yeah. camps for the Japanese. I do not think that Canada did. Okay. I could be wrong on that, but I sort of feel like that would get talked a whole a lot about. Lot about. Yeah. And Trudeau probably would have gone into an apology tour again. Um, I get that, but though. I hear I yeah. hear a lot about the states in tournament camps, not so much in Canada, but I yeah. do know that they they turned away boats or something. Or oh, okay, I, maybe I'm, but I'm not 100 percent sure, and I, that timeline could be wrong. So, by the way, he had to work for the army a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, during that time, he met uh, Rita Morrill, and the two got married and settled down for a lovely life in Quebec City. Uh, however, in 1945, the arsenal closed and Albert returned to his passion of selling watches and jewelry. The marriage seemed to be going very well, uh, up until Rita gave birth to their first child. And then Albert started switching up his behaviors a little bit because he was not fond of the attention that the new baby was getting. Yeah. And he really didn't enjoy playing second fiddle to the baby because Rita was spending all of her time taking care of the child. Yep. And if you're spoiled and like you, yeah, you, yeah, he I, needs I attention on him yeah. all of the time. As time progressed, the jewelry business began to fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, debts began to pile up, which caused more stress on Albert. And uh, Albert began looking in other places to find his joy. Can I like interject my yep. own weird personal story on this? But like when I was younger, my parents owned a jewelry store. And when this happened, the same kind of like depression and same kind of failure feeling happened to my family. Yeah, like- it was a jewelry store as well. So it was just like, I get like when when that when declines, anything, when anything yeah. starts to fail and debt starts piling up like yeah. stress happens especially if you're already if you especially if you're already unhappy in your marriage because your wife had a baby i don't mean to be laughing it's just it's just ridic- it's a it's ridiculous, ridiculous thing to me it like it's so ridiculous to me that like he's upset that there was a baby but anyways did he not expect to have a baby like he thought like you just have sex and then no baby who knows like Like, i mean he's the youngest of five kids so i think he knew how sex worked and babies but 
Um, and, so. But maybe he never wanted to have kids because he did want to have all of the attention. It wasn't really, I didn't really get more into yeah. that. Um, I mean, some people get more attention when they have a baby, though. So it's really like it, it depends on how you see it, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, he clearly didn't see it the no. right way. Um, I think so, usually women who always get more attention when they have a baby. I think yeah. that's what it is. Well, not all women. Not but, all women, but, but they get yeah. because they get the, the attention from the baby. Yeah. And I think that that and it's exhausting, like because then you're always putting all of your attention into the baby. Like maybe you just don't have the energy to put it in, but you need to make time for your husband. It's all a balancing act. You can make it work. Uh, people have make been doing lots it of for, money. Get nanny. That's what grandparents are for. <laughs> yeah. So Albert started looking in other places to find his joy. And before long, he discovers that joy in the form of 17-year-old Marie Ange Robitel. Ew. How old and was he? He would have been at the time um, tw- thir- 27, 1945. Uh, maybe like in his early 30s. Because it doesn't actually say when he met. Um, I mean, I know like 17 back then was it wasn't as it's not looked at as young i guess as it is now i mean elvis presley married like a 14 year old right so yeah and um i mean he was just looking for a hot piece of ass yeah really like oh you're not my wife you're not you're not pregnant that you'll so young yeah. i guess young people are usually more um susceptible to well young girls are very interested in older men yes most, and most attention yes. yeah uh, so the two begin having an affair. Uh, he even sets her up in a small apartment, offers her an engagement ring. And that's another big reason why yeah, younger girls was, like older men because of that. He was paying for her. Mm-hmm. He was paying for this it. This is not how, just, this is not like a how-to, by the way. In case no. You're thinking <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't go down this route because if it's on this podcast, it probably went a bad way. Yeah. You don't, you don't want that. <laughs> you just don't want it. You don't want this kind of drama no. in your life. Um, the only problem is that, that Maria think Marie thinks that she's engaged to a Roger Angers Ooh. and is completely unaware that her new fiance is actually already married with a child. And so eventually Rita finds out about the affair and the situation because of the apartment and the money's money. missing yeah. and, and all this. And he's not stuff. making that much money anyway. Yeah. So how is he affording all this? Well, probably like which is probably why Rita found out because if his biz- jewelry business had continued to be successful, he probably could have gotten away with it. That's true. Um, but uh, yeah, money money got him caught. So uh, Rita finds out about the affair and then she confronts the two of them. She like goes to the apartment and confronts them. And, uh, and this causes Marie to call off the engagement and end the relationship with Albert. Mm, well, no shit, because she's not even engaged to the right person. Yes. It's not even his name. Yes. <laughs> Very hurt. Uh, which, good for you, Marie. Yeah. Um... Albert, however, didn't take it very well. Of course And not. he was very furious. And because he had already lost out on his wife to the new baby. And now he just lost out on his mistress to his wife. And at the time, Quebec was uh, very strictly Roman Catholic. And so divorce was nope. completely oh, out of the question. Yeah. Uh, so here he was trapped. Poor Albert. What could he possibly do? Obviously kill her. Obviously kill her. It's the only thing you can do. <laughs> That's the only option, right? His wife is over here holding him back from all of his potential. That's the part, man. 
And if his wife was the problem, then his wife was, you know, needed yeah. to go. She was causing all this shit. He's not the problem. Yeah. It was definitely his wife for sure. Uh, but I mean, also the baby was also the problem. Oh yeah. But so maybe could, he thought that they would, you know, the young 17 year old Marie would, you know, just step in and be the mom to this other baby. Oh, which, I assume that he I was, mean, the he, baby was the whole problem to begin with. I thought he was just going to drop the baby off at like a fire station <sighs> or something is maybe, what I assumed. Cause maybe. he sounds like he does not care about this child at all. Uh, no, not a fan. No. Uh, really sad really hope that that kid got some therapy and he's oh, so doing like, right. i thought i'd like automatically assumed he killed the baby as well no i thought like I the whole th- little, the little shock that yeah i'm a little shocked that if the problem was the baby not that he should have killed the baby no, I'm not let's saying just don't kill babies <laughs> let's just, I'm, we are not yeah. advocating for baby killing it's just if that was his problem why i didn't like that would yeah in my mind if you're already thinking like a sick person that's mm-hmm. what i would also think too huh so he decides um that uh, his wife needed to go because he wanted to run away and elope with marie uh so albert begins to plan his wife's murder but he's not gonna be basic and he's not gonna like stab her or no. do anything like that uh that's boring apparently he also tried uh he was thinking about uh poisoning her but he thought that that would get linked back to him yeah so he's like well i can't poison her that's not the way well, I gotta th- do did it. he have insurance on her because that would also at make the sense. time he did have five thousand dollar life yeah. insurance policy on her however that really wasn't all that much money and they had procured that about four or five years prior probably around the time they got married so it wasn't uh this one the five thousand dollar one was not really a part of the plan i thought the reason why he was trying to like make it i guess he's trying to get away with it as well yeah he needs to get away with it he can't just kill her she can't just disappear yeah um but but no uh if he does those things he'll get caught so albert decides he needs to go grander and he needs to go bigger and so he decides that um he's going to convince his wife to go on a work trip for him to go pick up some jewelry okay and then he's going to blow up the plane oh my god and uh because he believed that it would be harder for the authorities to be able to link that back to him even Which though they would care like, a thousand times more if a plane blows yes. up in comparison well, to anything else he had a pretty solid plan um which if if one thing had like if this one thing hadn't gone wrong he probably would have gotten away with it and it probably would have like he would be you know living a life of luxury right now um so this dude he goes over to his co-worker at the jewelry place and he, uh his name is general roost and he's all hey man i need you to make me a clock but this needs to be a special clock because I need you to put a whole bunch of sticks of dynamite in it. <laughs> and the dude's like, yeah, sure, bud. I got the perfect clock for you. I already know where to get the dynamite. It's good. We'll, we'll do this up. Uh, I don't know if more questions were probably asked there. I don't know if they were like friends or, or like... The guy just makes bombs for <laughs> just, fun. Just makes bombs for fun. Um... But uh, for the sake of the story, there wasn't. The two just decided that they were going to, you know, blow I mean, something up. You should always question someone if they're asking you to make something explosive. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah. Later on, uh, later on, uh, General tried claiming that he didn't know what the bomb was for and that he thought the guy was just going to, like, go blow up a field or something. But it's like, what? <laughs> Why are you putting the bomb in a clock? If he was just going to go blow up a field, he would just need the dynamite. You don't need the clock bomb like that's 
that's just my own opinion. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure he he, he asked someone who wasn't very smart, which yes. is very smart on his part, because mm-hmm. didn't question the fact that. Well, d- we don't know that he didn't question, or maybe he was just in on it, because uh, there's some other details that come into play okay. later. So, uh, General then goes to his sister Marguerite, and he asks her to go buy the dynamite, which she does, and she purchased it with the intent to clear a field. Okay. Uh, because I guess back in those days, uh, ex- dynamite. explosives weren't regulated. Mm-hmm. You can just buy them wherever, uh, but they would just record your name down. They're just this person bought this and maybe you had to give a reason she said that she was clearing a field so that's where the field clearing came in that story um and on september 9th 1949 albert starts his day off by purchasing a ten thousand dollar insurance policy out on his wife which in today's money is worth a hundred and ten thousand dollars then he calls up marguerite and is all hey need you to take that clock over to the plane uh, and to make sure that it's on the same flight as Rita. And he gives her all the details. And she's like, okay, sure. That doesn't seem weird at all. It doesn't seem weird at all. No, man. good. But her story, her story later, uh, she, she tries to claim that she had no idea. Um, the plane was a Canadian Pacific Airline DC-3 aircraft. Apparently back in the day, the, um, this flight didn't have like a flight number or anything and uh if any flight left quebec they would just call it a pacific airline oh, okay. flight or okay, whatever okay. um so there really wasn't much known about the flight but it was flying from montreal to necomo uh with a layer layover in la sienne lorette which is a suburb of quebec city it's so weird because like nowadays it's like you can't like if you even mention an unattained or like unsupervised package being sent well she was she basically put it in a box or it was a box and they took the box to the airport and said hey i need you to mail this yeah here. see like and that's, that's how it got onto the plane and then if you try to do that now yeah you, no, you would, no they don't do that because you no. have to go to the post office um and it well, was at this layover that rita and the bomb came on board well now you can't even flight. get on a plane so it doesn't matter yeah now, now it's hard work just to get on the plane no, I mean, like, because of all the people who can't work right now. Oh. <laughs> money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so. I uh, don't blame the TSA in any way, by the way. Not at all. For what? Because they are not working because the government's not paying them. Oh, yeah. I don't blame them. No, but I, was I don't reading blame about, them either. Like, like, the government shut down for the... Okay, we can't get political. No. Anyways, go on. Okay. Uh, 41, 41 minutes after takeoff, the clock explodes, causing the plane to crash and killed all four crew members and 19 passengers, including, uh, his wife. And while it looks like Albert's plan was a success, the flight had actually been delayed by four minutes, which caused the plane to explode over the city. Mm-hmm. rather than the St. Lawrence river, like he had planned, oh, so which wouldn't would have made it a would have made the forensic examination of the crash impossible even by today's standards because it goes in the water because it goes in the water and the in the river so fast yeah it would have just they would have lost it yeah it's like anything that goes over the ocean it's so hard Mm -hmm. yeah they basically just look for the black box and any bodies that come up and then that's basically yeah that's all they can do yeah so but because it was delayed that four minutes so he could have gotten away with it but then he didn't because they were able to catch some of the stuff. Uh, so jo- Joseph, however, uh, or Albert, 
rather, because that's what he normally goes yeah. by. Uh, he is ecstatic. His plan went out without a problem. Now he's wifeless. He's got $15,000 richer. Um, and everything was growing great, except Marguerite started developing a little bit of a conscience. And she started feeling a little guilty about what happened, probably because a lot she of realized people died. that she also killed an additional 22 people. Yeah. It wasn't just like, I mean, you should feel guilty about killing one person, but then yeah. also killing 22 different strangers that. Yeah. Yeah. And she was no probably one watching it. the news and you probably saw the family. And, you know, she probably felt really bad. Good. She should. Um, so she attempts suicide uh, 10 days after the bombing. And while she's in the hospital, she confessed to everything. And then. Albert, Genero, and Marguerite are all arrested for the crime. And during the investigation, it is discovered that Marguerite had been the one who was arranging secret meetings between Albert and his mistress, Marie. Why? Because she and Marie were friends. That's so stupid. And so it's sort of like, to me, it's the like, well, that's why they were going to kill the wife. They were pro fucking Marie. Yeah. And that's not a reason to kill yeah. anyone, but oh. Yeah. Uh, however, Marguerite kept saying that she was innocent and that she didn't know it was a bomb and that Albert had told her that it was a statue and that he needed it to deliver. But it's like, yeah, but you bought the fucking dynamite. Yeah. So you fucking knew. Yeah. Um, and Genero claimed that he thought the dynamite clock was to be used and to clear a field, which is also, dumb. which is also like what, but I, I guess he thinks like you put it down and then you run and then it'll go off. Yeah. I, that's the only I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, but luckily the police were like, ha ha ha, no. And they were all convicted and sentenced to death by hanging. And with Albert's last words being, oh, mon, je meurs célébré, which means, which translates to at least I die famous. Ugh. And it's just like, sometimes you, you don't want to cover stories just because you're like, you're so disgusting. Yeah. Fuck you. But I get, yeah. yeah. But I thought it was like. I thought it was a good story. Yeah. I mean, it's not a, it's not a great story, but it's like something that I, I didn't even know it had happened. And it's actually the, the largest mass murder on Canadian soil. And like one blowing up a plane yeah. is pretty intense. It is regardless of it how is. it happens. And he blew up the plane just because like, <laughs> it's not like he, he was like his girlfriend off. again. Yeah, it, it wasn't even like Marie was going to fucking come back. Yeah. She was like, dude, you lied to me about your, your name. name. But here's a situation where, like, he was obsessed with her and, like, couldn't get her off his mind. What and was, was going like, to happen when she got pregnant? He was going to do the same shit to her, blow exactly. up another plane. Well, maybe this time he'll wrap it when he taps it so he doesn't end up with another baby. Like, I don't know if he knew how that works. Who knows? Cause, but anyhow. If you're super Catholic, you don't know how that works. And that's my story this week. Yay. Well, thank you for sharing your plain story thanks thanks for sharing your suicide. Uh, suicide um i both crazy stories yeah in my opinion i didn't really have a lot of info on mine and i apologize but it's okay my it was the best i could do it's okay <laughs> anyways i hope um you're around next week to listen to more murders you don't go to jail don't die yeah if and you have a chance to you know you can review us yeah like subscribe email. right send us an email if you guys have any suggestions on the stories that you would like to send in at people keep dying at gmail.com and we will see you next week yes bye, bye.